Hello and welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast, the show that will help you transform your relationship by first transforming you. My name is Hannah and I'm a relationship anxiety coach and breathwork facilitator, but I've also come out of the other side of relationship anxiety myself. Now that I'm looking through a lens of clarity, I am here to help you experience deep love and connection, not only with your partner, but in every area of your beautiful life. Hello everyone, welcome back. It feels so good to be back. I have been away visiting Alex for the past week and then I came home for a day, did Holiday Harmony, the masterclass, and then Alex actually came right back. So he's downstairs right now and we have a whole nother week together which is amazing but because we missed a week of the podcast, I decided to put out two podcast episodes this week. So we have that to look forward to as well as the fact that this is a very special episode. I've been meaning to do this since I started the Fearless in Love podcast because it's such a giant part of my journey and it is dedicated to surviving long distance. I am going to be giving you my biggest tips for not only getting through long distance but for thriving through long distance because I don't know about you but I didn't just want to look at this time of my life as something I needed to survive especially because I've been in long distance for literally five years I didn't want to write off five years of my life I wanted to use this as a special time to accelerate my growth and it wasn't always easy and let me tell you it was the hardest time of my life a couple of the, the years that we've been through but I really feel like I've nailed it and I've gotten down exactly what it takes to make this time as easy as possible and as enjoyable as possible. So if you haven't already, I would recommend listening to episode one of the podcast. That is where I go through my entire story and how I ended up in long distance, kind of like the nitty gritty, but basically I've been in long distance for five years and for most of it, Alex was actually in Germany. And so I'm in Canada. He was in Germany. It was a nine hour time change. He was super busy. He was playing soccer over there, but he also had this construction job that was extremely hard, long hours. And I was super busy over here as well during the pandemic. It was a lot So I didn't just like stumble upon this wisdom online. I didn't just like Google, how do I get through long distance? What are the best tips? I have had to learn the hard way. And so if you're in long distance or if you are just starting long distance or even if you are with your partner and you're having a hard time taking a vacation away from him or even like he's going home to see his family or something like that and you have to be apart for a couple weeks, this is the episode for you. So the first tip I have, and I say this to everybody, is stop seeing long distance as a curse and start seeing it as a blessing. Everything in your life is a choice. 
you get to decide whether this is going to be a time that sucks and is a curse or you get to decide to look at it in a positive way which will in turn have it be a positive experience that is how powerful you are for the longest time probably for the the first three four years of my long distance experience I talked bad about it constantly every chance I got I was like I hate long distance why does it have to be like this when can I see you next I don't deserve this every time somebody asked me about it I'd be like I hate it so much it's so hard constantly affirming how difficult it was and because I was constantly looking at it in that way it was difficult it was excruciating because I spent so much mental energy focused on the fact that I didn't like it. I feel like I wasted so many beautiful moments during that time because I'd be at like a family event or something or on vacation and all I could think about was how much I wanted long distance to end. So I was pretty much tainting every memory that I was making. When I go back and I look at my album and my phone from these years all of the memories are like a weird energy like I remember feeling sad and I remember complaining and I remember not being happy and I really feel that this is because I was so focused on long distance being a bad thing and so that's why I almost want this to be a warning for you like please don't make the same mistake I did don't look at this as this evil horrible thing that is happening to you just like everything in your life this is happening for a reason you are in long distance for a reason and it's not a bad reason it is here because personally this is my belief I think that you're in this because without going through this time period apart you wouldn't be as happy together. There's something that you need to learn that is crucial for your personal development. And it's almost like a a gift in a way. I also like to look at it as, you know, a lot of people feel that they have to break up with their partner to quote unquote find themselves. Like we've all seen Eat, Pray, Love, for example, where she goes off and she divorces her husband and travels the world and long distance it's like you don't need to break up with your partner to find yourself and experience independence you have this beautiful gift of getting to be apart from him while also having his support and knowing that he's there and knowing that you are preparing for this beautiful life together is it going to be hard Yes, even now that I've gotten this down, I still have hard moments. But any challenge that is going to help you grow is going to have its ups and downs. It's just like anything else in life. And a lot of the reason that you're probably seeing long distance as this big, bad, horrible monster is because in society, it really is talked about with a negative connotation like when I tell people I'm in long distance I don't think I've ever had anyone say like oh that's amazing (laughs) like that sounds great 
you'll always get a similar response. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's so hard. I could never do that. That used to be a big trigger for me is when people were like, oh, I could never do that. But like, good for you though. Or it's happened to me a few times where people are like, oh wow, I've never been apart from my husband for more than like two days. And that was so defeating to me because I didn't feel like a strong person. I felt like I was somebody who had a lot of anxiety and relationship anxiety was crushing me. And so whenever people would even validate me, like I remember talking to my mom a lot and I would always say, this is so hard, this is so hard. And she'd be like, yeah, it is hard. Like if that was me and I was in your shoes, I couldn't do it. And maybe in a way she was trying to validate me, but that made me feel horrible and I would cry and I'd be like, please, can you just tell me that I can do this and that it's not that bad? And I was desperate for somebody to tell me I was strong enough and that I could handle it. And so I want to be that person for you. You can handle this. You can. You were okay before you met your partner. And you can be okay again in long distance. You can continue your life. You can make lots of beautiful memories You can experience extreme success because you have so much time to focus on you and you shouldn't have any shame around deciding to stay with somebody because you love them so much, even if you're doubting it. Because that was the thing that was so hard with relationship anxiety. I'm like, I'm doubting my relationship and I'm making this giant decision to be with him. And I think in a way it kind of fuels relationship anxiety because it almost feels like you have to make this big decision of whether you're going to stay in long distance. And constantly I'd be thinking, this is so hard. I can't do this anymore. I can't handle this, but I don't want to break up with them. And it was like I'm constantly in this state of deciding if I want to stay. And once I decided I'm not going to live in the state of making a decision, I'm just going to accept that I'm in this relationship And I'm in it for a good reason. There's something here. And I know that I can do it. That is where the freedom came in. Whereas if you're thinking, I'm not strong enough to do this. And I can't handle this. But I'm stuck. That is what's going to cause you to really suffer during this time. You don't want to have that feeling stuck energy. You want to embrace that this is your decision. Another thing is that I would constantly blame Alex because he's a soccer player and I couldn't live with him. And I'd be like, this is the reason I'm in in long distance. It's because of you. And then that caused me to have a lot of resentment towards him, even though it wasn't his decision. I know he didn't want to be in long distance. He just wanted to pursue his dream. So that's another thing. When I stopped making long distance his fault and blaming him for it and secretly thinking that one day he was going to be like, you know what, you're right, I'm just going to move in with you and accepting the path that we were on, I felt a lot better. These are a couple of the ways that you might be giving your power away. So those mindset shifts, even just listening to this, if you have to over and over again, it's going to go a long way. The next tip I have for you, that was a very long one, but this one's going to be quicker, is stay busy because 
coming from somebody who was in long distance during the pandemic where I was at home every day, all day, and I didn't have a lot going on, it is a lot harder when you are staying at home every day and not doing anything as opposed to going out and working a job where you get to interact with people in real life or going out and making friends and socializing, joining a club, whatever you can do to fill up space in your life with things that are going to fill different cups, that will make a giant difference. And I resisted this for a very long time because I didn't want to go out of my comfort zone. The last thing I ever wanted to do was to get a job. And for about eight months, I think there, I got a job at Sephora because just genuinely the only reason I went out and got that part-time job was because I was so lonely and I needed to make more friends. I needed to get out of the house. I needed to talk to people in real life. After the pandemic, I kind of felt like I didn't know how to socialize anymore and it was a really weird feeling. And so once I forced myself to do that and got over the anxiety of it, that was very good for my mental health. And then through that job, I ended up reconnecting with some old friends of mine and I manifested a new friend group. So at some point, I started hanging out with the friend group enough that I decided to quit that Sephora job and then I started going to the gym with these new friends and then I met friends at the gym and it's just this snowball effect when you decide to make one decision that is going to expand your life in some way. And I don't know what that looks like for you guys. It could be many different things. It could be maybe you're a business owner and you'd like to go work from a coffee shop and decide to interact with people in the coffee shop. Or maybe you work online and you can go to the office and you decide to go to the office more or put yourself out there in some way to meet people. Whatever it is, make sure that all of these different areas of your life are resourced because not only will you have less time on your hands to sit around and worry about your relationship, but it'll make you feel so much more confident in yourself. During that time when I was at home all day long during the pandemic and I had cut ties with a lot of my old friends, so I felt like I didn't have any friends and I didn't have anything going on. My anxiety was really bad. It was some of the worst I had ever felt about myself. I was constantly putting myself down in my head. And the only thing that kick-started the confidence that I'm feeling right now was taking a new action. Always remember, if you take one thing from me, is you are never going to get different results from taking the same action over and over and over again. So if you are in long distance right now and you're feeling miserable and you feel bad about yourself and all you do all day long is think about your boyfriend, ask yourself, what is something interesting or fun or courageous that I could add into my everyday life that will give me new things to focus on? And have trust that even if it's the smallest thing, things snowball. Like if I had not gone and gotten that job at Sephora, even though it felt like a major step backwards for me at the time, 
and it felt nerve-wracking, I wouldn't have expanded my friend group. And I wouldn't have this much confidence in my business today. The universe always rewards the brave. Another tip that goes hand-in-hand with this is during the time that you guys are going to be apart. So however long this time span is, for Alex and I, a lot of the times it was three months apart. And then we'd see each other for like two weeks to a month. And for the span that we were away, I always set goals. And I made it like this kind of fun challenge where it was almost like a wellness challenge. And I would see how much can I transform my life and transform myself so that when I see Alex, I'm a completely different person and I feel so good about myself. At the beginning, it was hard. And there were a lot of visits that I would see him and I would feel the same or I would even feel worse. But with effort and by setting goals every single time and deciding to commit to myself over and over and over again, it has been amazing. All of the beautiful changes that I have created while in long distance because I have so much time on my hands to pour into myself and to radically transform my life. So a couple examples of that are I decided to start working out. By the way, working out has been the hardest thing for me ever. I So many visits went by and I got into this habit of telling Alex, you're not even going to recognize me the next time you see me. I'm going to be so fit and so healthy and so in shape. And then it would be like a joke because I would never start working out And every time I would say the same thing and then I would not commit to it. So I actually hired a personal trainer when I was able to, even just one day a week. And that has really helped me to slowly introduce the habit into my life. Another thing that would be really helpful is even just going to a fitness class, something to keep you accountable. Or my friends that I met through Sephora, they go to the gym. And so I started going with them. Having a workout buddy really helped. I also got really committed to eating healthy. I committed to different goals in my business. I set a goal of manifesting new friends, which I obviously did. Going on trips with those friends. Saving certain amounts of money. You can do so many different types of goals. One goal that was probably my favorite was when I committed to my morning reset, which you guys probably already know is my morning routine, the word I use for my morning routine. I remember that long distance time period when I saw Alex again, it felt like the visit was a hundred times easier and I was so relaxed. I wasn't trying to control anything. I opened my heart way easier. I was even doing my morning reset while we were on the visit. Like I was at his house going into a different room every morning and doing the morning reset. And he even saw the shift. He's like, what have you been doing? You seem like a different person. And it was because I had committed to that. And it was insane how much better I felt. So that's a very good place to start too. And then all of these little shifts that you're making are just going to compound. The last stretch of long distance that Alex and I had have just gone through and now we're together. We've been together for like just over a week here was the most transformed I have ever been in the span of three months. And he did too. 
he was doing his own stuff for his career and things. But yeah, it's like my business exploded, my social media following exploded, and it was insane when I saw him and I was able to tell him everything that had happened. And, you know, we started the Fearless in Love Club. I actually had the idea for that on our last visit back in August. And then I started this podcast. It had been a lot. And I do not know if I would have been able to have that quick of a growth period if I had been living with him. I really don't. Another thing that you could work on that I hope you're all working on if you're listening to this podcast is setting a goal to work on your relationship anxiety for the next time that you see him which that could be the morning reset that could be joining the fearless and love club whatever you need to do but I just remember thinking this is actually a great time because I don't want to live with him while I have relationship anxiety I actually don't know how healthy that would be. And if you're listening to this and you do live with your boyfriend, that's meant to be. That's great. That's all fine. But I kind of had a little inkling that maybe I was meant to be in long distance and to heal this by myself and show myself I could do it so that when we actually do come together and live together, I'm able to enjoy it and appreciate it. I listened to a video a while back from Abraham Hicks, which you guys know I love them and it was about long distance, they said being in long distance is easier to manifest a beautiful love life in some ways because what you focus on expands. And when you're in long distance, you don't have to focus on your partner being annoying or being smelly or being weird or being grumpy one day. You're able to fully only remember the good memories that you've had with him and decide which aspects of him that you are going to put your focus on and that just that line it changed my life because I realized you're right I get to either focus on the negative aspects of my relationship and perpetuate those or I can constantly remember all of the good times I've had with Alex and the good feelings I've had towards him and make that my dominant vibration. And that is what I did. It might not be good for everybody to do, depending on where you're at in your healing journey, but I would go for walks and listen to certain love songs that made me feel really connected to him. And I would just play a mind movie. So I'd visualize all of the good times we had had together. And I'd make them feel really real in my mind to the point where I would be almost crying. I'd be smiling and I'd be feeling so good. And that became this beautiful practice for me. You might have seen the reel that I posted where it was like, why you don't have to suffer in long distance because energy has no space or time. And love is just energy. So you're able to tap into the love of your relationship at any time. No matter if you are with your partner, sitting beside each other on the couch, or you are across the world, you are able to tap into that energy just by using your focus, just by closing your eyes and remembering how it feels to be with him. So use this time to idealize him in your head a little bit because what you focus on expands. Now, of course, there is the flip side to this where you don't want to have it in your head that he's this perfect person and then when you go and you visit him, 
you feel let down and you have these huge expectations in your head. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying to focus on gratitude and to look forward to the good times that you have ahead with your partner. Before I move on to the next tip, I want to read you something from my notes app because with my morning reset, if you're in the Fearless and Love Club and you've taken the morning reset project, you know that I teach you how to tap into your inner guidance at the end of your breathwork practice every day. And it got to a point where I felt so tapped in and I would receive these beautiful messages that did not feel like it was from me. It was like this beautiful thing I had access to, which might sound weird to some people, but it was like a saving grace. And then I would write it in my notes app. So this is from one day. I wrote down, you can't skip the chapter of the book that you're in. You have to read the chapter page by page. In a video game, you can't skip levels. You play the level to become better and advance to the next, greater, juicier level. Sitting on the floor and waiting for the next level doesn't work. You play. You move forward and you grow in the process so that you're worthy of the next thing. Play this level, this month of your life. You're not a princess sitting around waiting to be saved. You are creating your future. You don't want to get together with Alex and be in the same place. You're here to grow now and then after your growth, you will be together in the perfect environment, exactly what you wrote down on your list of goals. But you can't get there from here. You have to evolve into that. And in the meantime, enjoy him on FaceTime and work on your relationship. It can be just as enjoyable and life-giving in long distance as it is in person. Long distance doesn't have to be brutal and scary unless you don't have a vision or you're sitting around waiting in one place. Waiters are forever waiting. You are not a waiter. You are a powerful creator molding the energy of this level to match the level that is next. Keep creating, keep focusing, keep loving, keep moving. I hope that that was as inspiring to you as it was for me at the time. And I also want to empower you that you have guidance inside of you just like that, that you are able to tap into. And your intuition is not a scary thing. It's not something that you're going to tap into and it's going to tell you immediately to leave your partner. It is here to support you and make you feel better. And that could be an entire other episode. Okay, next tip that is very important and that took me a very long time to learn is... You have to keep your phone calls nice and light for the longest time. I would get on the phone with Alex, and I kind of mentioned this at the beginning, but I would just constantly be talking about, I hate long distance, I miss you, I want to be with you, I can't do this, this is painful. And then over time, because of course listening to that over and over again made him feel bad, he would start not wanting to call me. Maybe not even consciously, but he would just start calling me less and less because he associated calling me with feeling really bad. And if I was being really truthful with myself, the calls weren't making me feel good either. I was stuck in this spiral of just complaining. So I decided one day 
to completely get rid of the complaining and never again say I hate long distance or say anything bad about it at all. Which took a little while because of course I was in the habit of doing that, but I can tell you when you stop talking over and over again about how hard it is on the phone, you're going to open up so much space to actually connect with him again. And of course, there is a balance here too. Like if you are really struggling and you need that time to feel validated by him and seen by him and supported by him, yes, tell him what you're going through. But to a certain extent, you don't want that to make up 100% of your phone call time. Because imagine if you were in person with him and every time you saw him, you were just talking about how hard the relationship is and never making memories outside of that. Of course that would be hard. And of course you wouldn't feel great. And I know a lot of the times it's like, what do we even talk about then? And if you're having that problem where you have nothing to talk about when you're on the phone with him, here are two things that you need to change. Number one, you need to fill up the other cups of your life. Because if you have nothing to talk about, that tells me that you're just sitting around thinking about the relationship 24-7 or doing mindless activities and you're not living life. You're not living a full enough life. And it doesn't have to be going out and doing anything crazy and you know going on a big vacation or anything like that. It could just be reading a new book or watching a new series or going out with a friend and making a memory that way. Fill your life up with different things that are going to make you happy, even if they're little things. And then make sure that you're not texting too much. Because if you're constantly telling your partner every little thing that's happening to you during your day, of course you're going to get on the phone at the end of the day and have nothing to talk about. And it's different on the phone because it's like you have to have stuff to talk about. When you are in person, you can just like kind of cuddle or watch a show. And for Alex and I, the side note, we never got into watching shows together. We always just felt really like bored trying to watch TV together for some reason during long distance. And if that works for you, then great. It didn't work for us for some reason. So we needed to have different things to talk about. And actually during the times when I was really having a hard time with this and I genuinely felt so anxious, I didn't feel like I had any topics to discuss, we started playing games on our phone together. We downloaded, I think it's uh, the Battleship app and we'd play like Battleship together. Or just any little fun game. Even the iPhone games, if you've played those before. Something that you can do together where it's like you don't have to constantly hold a conversation. And then with that as well, if you're trying to have a conversation and you feel like it's not flowing, don't freak out. Because when you are in long distance, it is hard to feel the same amount of connection that you feel when you're in person. You're not touching, you're not holding hands, you're not seeing the person's smile light up. You might have your love language is physical touch. So it's normal if it doesn't feel the same. And that's another thing I would say is take the pressure off for you to feel completely in love and completely enthralled when you're talking to each other. Because it can be awkward and it can be boring and your heart might be closed because you're trying to protect yourself. So you might feel like 
you don't know him as well or you're not laughing as much. It's all normal and have faith that when you are reunited, you'll be able to open your heart again and enjoy your time together more. And at the same time, try as hard as you can to enjoy the phone calls now. So hold that duality of not putting too much pressure on it, but also knowing that you can open your heart while you're in long distance and start to enjoy your time on the phone more. It is possible as well to have good phone calls again and resurrect that chemistry while you're apart. And the times that I have done that are the times that I have been the happiest in my own personal life and then that spilled over into our phone conversations because I was less focused on relationship anxiety and is this going to work and I hate long distance and blah 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 and I was more like wow I'm feeling so happy in my life right now oh yeah I'm going to call Alex hi Alex guess what happened today and I'm not thinking about the relationship at all that is possible doesn't have to happen right away doesn't have to happen at all for you to have a successful relationship, but it is possible. I also want to encourage you to focus on the positive aspects of long distance and romanticize it in a way. I'm a huge fan of romanticizing every part of your life. And when you think about it, long distance is romantic. Like you have both decided that you are going to commit to the relationship and be a part and make this sacrifice out of love. That is a beautiful thing. And just that moment, like when you say goodbye and it's so sad and it's kind of bittersweet because you're like, well, I'm so sad and I'm going to miss you, but I also love you so much. I love somebody that much that I get this sad from saying goodbye to them. And then when you see them and you give them a big hug and you're reunited and it's such a cool feeling, these are experiences that not everybody gets to have. And there's something magical about it. It's hard to explain in words. When I go to the airport now, I have so many emotions come over me because I've had so many goodbyes and so many hellos at these airports. It gives me chills thinking about it, but it's like, we're so cute. Us humans are so cute that we say goodbye to each other and we get emotional and we love each other that much that we are willing to wait. And even the fact that your partner is willing to wait for you, I hope that makes you feel very, very loved. Because people can say, I love you, but being willing to go through long distance is a huge action of love. So savor that. Let it be romantic let it be magical. And then the last tip I'm going to have for you is I see a lot of advice online about long distance and I remember when I was going through it, a part of the reason why I wanted to become a creator and talk about these things is because everybody's advice I desperately needed made me feel worse. Even just those reels that are like, here's how to survive long distance Make sure you're calling every single day and texting 24-7 and having date nights and make sure you know exactly when you're going to see each other or it's not going to work. I, first of all, never knew when I was going to see Alex again. Like I tell you that it's, it was mainly three month time periods of not seeing each other, 
But during those time periods, I didn't know when I was going to see him next. I never had a definite time period to rely on. And a lot of people, based on the advice I've seen, would have told you that that's impossible and that's too hard. I made it work. A lot of people tell you to have date nights all the time. Alex and I never enjoyed doing that. <laughs> like, we never cooked dinner together over the phone and made it fancy. I don't know why. It just never resonated. We never felt motivated to do that. Also, I joined a support group for long distance when I first got into it. And it was on Facebook. I thought it was going to make me feel better. I was like, finally, people who are going to understand. And then it triggered me so much because it was... All of these people saying, I FaceTime my boyfriend five hours a day. How much do you guys FaceTime? And it was just like comparison city in there. Meanwhile, my boyfriend and I only had time to FaceTime at this point for like five to 20 minutes a day. And I thought that there was something wrong because I was comparing myself to these people in the group and the people giving advice on Instagram or on TikTok. So when you're seeing that advice... Just keep in mind, there is no one size fits all for long distance. And just because maybe you don't FaceTime as much as other people or do certain dates or whatever, doesn't mean that they are more in love than you guys or that you're not as good as long distance or that your partner doesn't prioritize you as much. It doesn't have to mean that. Different things work for different people and with trial and error, you are going to find the perfect balance of what works for you and I'm like intentionally not going to tell you this is how long you should talk to each other this is how often you should talk to each other that is something that you two will learn yourselves and it's really not about how often you talk to each other or how long it's more about the quality of time that you talk to each other for so trying your best to be present when you're on the phone but also having so much grace for yourself and knowing that you're not always going to be present and your partner's not always going to be present on the phone. I have ADHD. My partner has ADHD. A lot of the times one of us is distracted when we're talking and even a lot of the times it's not a great conversation because we're missing each other and it's kind of painful sometimes talking on the phone when we're not able to be together in real life. So there's that too. So just make sure that you're giving yourself and your man so much patience and so much grace because you are learning how to do this together. It doesn't come with a guidebook or a manual and if somebody tells you that they have one you know that it's not true but I am so proud of you for doing this and if nobody has told you I want to be the one to tell you that you are strong enough and that this is an amazing thing that you are doing. You aren't giving something up. You aren't putting your life on hold unless that is what you choose to do. All right, that is our long distance episode. I hope you guys loved it. If you're loving the podcast so far, I would love it if you could leave a review down below. Let me know which episode has been your favorite. And if you need more help, you can always join the Fearless and Love Club. I will link that in the show notes. Okay, I will see you guys in the next episode. We have two this week, so I'll see you in the next few days. I love you guys.